really just have to stick to what it is that you love and like have complete faith in what it is that you're doing um, because it's super easy to give up. Welcome back to Two Fries Podcast, aka the number one podcast in Winnipeg, where we document the rise, start of Winnipeg's town and personalities. I'm going to be doing a lot of that today. <laughs> By this but time, it's going to come off like this. This time, uh, we got a guest today. Uh, yeah. A lot of guests today and tomorrow. Whatever you're going to be seeing him in the future, but we got a good one today. Yeah, we have the opportunity to catch him before he goes onto the stage and does his set. Please welcome to the stage and also the podcast, Baja. Thank you. Faja Maraj. The the Maharaja, the king. (laughs) The king, right? Exactly. exactly. I I have to ask, because you're going on to the stage, right? What are you feeling, man? Are you excited? Are you nervous? Are you, what's going through your mind? Yeah, I mean, I'm definitely excited. I think, though, um, I think that my nerves have, like, I don't really get as nervous anymore before, like, going on doing sets and stuff. Right. Um... But it, yeah, it's probably just excitement, not really, not really nerves anymore. Mm-hmm. What was that first feeling like when you went on the stage, right? Like, man, you're playing your first ever set. Yeah, like, I, th- I think my first ever uh, set would have been it would have been at opera, like right before it closed, and I actually didn't really know how to like DJ yet. <laughs> like, I, I had I had uh, John Skeen. He was like trying to teach me. Like, as my first set's going, he's trying to teach me. Um, and it was pure nerves. I was like, <laughs> it was pure nerves. I was like, I have no idea what I'm doing right now. Um, so it's definitely a lot different than, than it is right now. How'd you get into this DJ scene? Um, so I guess I kind of got into it because of my brother a little bit. So I think he had meant, I listened to the episode that you guys had with him. And like mm-hmm. he was talking about how he used to DJ and produce and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and so... When he was doing his productions and stuff, I kind of saw what he was doing. And, like, I'd always – I'd been making music for years. When I was, like, five or four years old, I said I wanted to be in a band. Um, and so when I saw this, I was, like, it kind of – I always felt attracted to it. I'm, like, oh, this is, like, a different format for me to make music without having to need a whole crew of people, you know, a whole band or whatever. Mm. Um, and so, you know, I ended up deciding to, like – I asked my parents for, like, a program for Christmas. I started in high school. They got They got me this program. They were, like, hesitant because they were, like – they wanted me to become a doctor or whatever. Yep. Um, and so, yeah, and so, yeah, you know how it is. Um, a music doctor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I got, um, I got this program for Christmas, and then um, basically my grades tanked. Oh. <laughs> so that's how it started. And I'm sure, I'm sure, convincing your parents because you know we have the immigrant parents like set yeah. roots, like engineer, doctor, lawyer. Yeah. If you're ever just something off that, they're like, oh. What was the process like of how, like, convincing them? Were they kind of, like, on board right away, or were they kind of hesitant? So they were 100% hesitant, and, like, um, I remember at one point I got, they were told me, like, you're not allowed to make music on weekdays, because I would, I would stay up to, like, 2 a.m., like, and I'd have to get up for, for school, like, five hours later, and I'd just be working on music and stuff. And they were, like, they noticed my grades in grade 12, like, I dropped, like, I used to be, like, 90s, and then all of a sudden I started going to the 70s and stuff. Mm. Um, and so I kept up with it, but eventually, like, um, I remember one, one of the first moments where my parents started to become, like, came in, we should give this a chance. Like, my dad was, like, at Earl's on the patio with, um, one buddy, and then he was actually with, with Panda, like, House of Panda, mm. um, before he was House of Panda, and, and they were, they were complimenting me, and my dad was like, hey, maybe he's actually, he has something, and, like, Nick was, like, extremely supportive, like, mm. gi- like giving me a lot of, uh, backing, and so they were like, hey, we're gonna give him a shot, um, and so they, they ended up like, you know, really 
backing me and they still really back me. So it, it was kind of like a bit of a slow evolution, but like support from family, friends and like showing them like, like I'd tell them like different milestones I'd hit and then they would be like, okay, all right, we'll give this a shot. I, I'm, I'm sure a lot of people can relate, like even sometimes ourselves as well, right? Like yeah. you're following your dream mm-hmm. and your parents have another sort of yeah. road that they want to do. And that's a hard and sometimes lonely journey, right? Oh yeah, big time. Especially cause like almost my entire like Trinidadian side of the family, they're like all like a doctor, a lawyer, like pretty much all of them. Sure. And then like my two oldest brothers have like, you know, one's an engineer, one's as like finances. So like it was just Nick and me. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, so you felt like the black sheep a lot for sure. And you're like, people are kind of wondering like, oh, what is it that you do? And you're like, well, I make music. And they're like, what is that? Like, yeah. you mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Um, and so that's definitely like a tough thing to deal with, especially like, you know, what I would tell my grandparents about it and stuff. Yeah. They'd be like, what? Like, Maybe you should go to school or something. Because they, they've never seen that, right? No. Like, and it's, yeah. It's a foreign nature for them. Yeah. But to my to my shock, like, I remember the last time I saw my grandma, she was like, what are you doing? And I was like, making music. And she's like, and I expected her to, like, tear into me. Mm-hmm. And she's like, do you li- love it? And I'm like, yeah. And she's like, that's all that matters. And I was like, nice. I was like whoa. I'm like, that's not what I expected. <laughs> she's bumping your tracks in the back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So what was that journey like, um, starting to learn music and then producing it? Like, I know maybe Nick helped you a lot as well, you know, because he used to produce, but... Yeah, it was it was crazy. Like, I feel like I, I kind of f***ed up in some ways, because, like, sorry. Yeah, uh, <laughs> it, brother. Summer of Sound, my friend. <laughs> it's Summer of Sound. Like, yeah. hey, right. You're the DJ, man. You're playing. You, you take the shots. You here, tell right? us what yeah. we're doing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I, I, feel like I messed up a bit, because, like, the first couple years, I or, like, three years even, I just did not do tutorials I did not do like a lot of people would dive into resources I'm like no nah, I just want to do it my own way I was, mm-hmm. like, I was kind of arrogant a little bit with that but um I found like one mentor um who helped me along the way um he goes by gray now he's a really successful artist I don't talk to him anymore unfortunately but he helped kind of put that mindset in me where you're just like super self-critical and like making sure I'm holding myself to high standards. So he helped me. And then, like, another point, I found, like, what, another mentor and, like, style of music. It was really, like, a progression of finding me- finding mentors that would um, guide me. And, you know, a lot of, like, obviously people would do tutorials online, like, mm-hmm. you watch YouTube videos and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, it was really, like, a, this crazy journey of, I guess, uh, self-discovery, I would say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When you look back at your first songs, do you cringe a little? Oh, or yeah. is it, like... Yeah, I definitely cringe a little, but I, I feel like I feel like it wasn't as bad though as sure. you might think. But yeah, I definitely cringe a little bit. Yeah, no, especially yeah. making your, you know, I've had some experience making music, mm. and the first songs are not the greatest. No, <laughs> I look back, I'm like, don't no, even play them. Yeah, <laughs> oh for sure. Like I've, I've probably made a couple, like I probably made like several hundred songs since I started, mm. and it's it's a crazy progression. And but yeah, the early ones definitely make you like. Yeah, yeah, I know. I, know. <laughs> yeah. I can relate. I can relate. Yeah. What was that journey like? That self-discovery journey of finding like, okay, maybe school's not the mm-hmm. right choice for me, and then instead of going right, what everyone goes, and you chose to go left. Yeah, what was that like? Uh, pretty crazy. And I, to be honest, I feel like I didn't fully feel it until a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. Because now I'm, a, I'm like at the age where I'm like, oh, my friends are like, getting, you know. Regular jobs, yeah. proper jobs, or whatever. Getting married. Yeah, getting, getting married, like some <laughs> having kids everywhere. and stuff, right? So that's so that's that's when it really started to hit. Um, and you know the thing is, like, you have to like it's tough, and like I I think everyone falls fault to it where they feel kind of like ah, shit, maybe I'm not doing the right thing, and like you really just have to stick to what it is that you love and like have complete faith in what it is that you're doing. 
um, because it's super easy to give up. And, you know, lucky for me, like, um, lucky and unlucky, I say I have, like, an obsession. And, like, if I, if I go a week without making music, I start to get, like, angsty. So, like, even if I wanted to stop, I couldn't because I, I will bother me. Um, and so it made it easy for me to kind of stick to what it is that I'm doing with that. What's, wh- sorry, what's your process now in terms of how often you're making music? And yeah. are you in the studio 12 hours a day just grinding it out? <laughs> like, what's the... Yeah, you, you know, I think when I first started, it was, like, make as much as you can nonstop. Yeah. But, like, no, it's actually important to give yourself breaks. Mm-hmm. And, it, um, you know, I kind of learned this a bit with when studying a bit of, like, uh, Zen Buddhism and stuff, that you kind of have to time these, like, flow states and these points. You have to, like, I, I can sense I can sense when I know I'm going to have a good creative day mm-hmm. and or when, when it's coming, and then I will time it, and then I'll go to, like, my computer and then start working. Because um, if I try to force anything, it's just not going to happen. And it's so much healthier for yourself, and, and uh, you make better quality music, too, with it as well, so... Mm-hmm. Yeah. When we had Nick on, he talked about astral projecting. Yeah. And, like, yeah. he's able to astral project. Is there a moment, like, where you're sitting down and even, like... Is that part of the... You, do you force that flow stage to occur, or is it just natural? You you can't you can't really force it, and it never comes in the same way ever. It's just mm-hmm. kind of, like, a thing that... You kind of have to learn how to step out of your own way, I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, and the way I would think of it is, like, when you're actually in that flow state, it's like there's no one there. Like, you're... you're, you're uh, your sense of self is just gone and you're just completely engaged in what you're doing. And there's, I mean, there's ways to kind of get into that, but it's always different every time. And it's just kind of like a mind, it's a mind game really is what it is. You have to learn how to time that. And it's also a body game too. You have to make sure your body feels good, exercise, eat well, and like put yourself, you have to set yourself up to get into that zone, I would say. Yeah. I mean, if you're, if you're sometimes like, I, I don't know if this is the same, but if I'm trying to fall asleep, and I think about falling asleep. Yeah. It's the hardest thing to do. Yeah. So if you're trying to get into the flow state and you're yeah. thinking about it, is that is that similar? Yeah, no, I- exact same thing. You can't, with anything creative, I would say you can't try. Okay. Like, I mean, you try, obviously, there's <laughs> effort, but it's like you can't try to get into that state. You can't try to force it. It's not going to happen. It's not going to let you. Um, and even if you do get something, like the, the best, the best like songs, and I think, I think most people would say this, are the ones where they just like, came out of nothing like mm-hmm. a lot of the biggest tracks um uh let me think I, I can't remember which diplo song was i remember he was talking about how he had there's one banger of his that like came in like six hours or something like it's always the stuff where you're you're like oh i didn't really it just happened yeah that's yeah. always the best stu- the best like moments mm-hmm. and that's not even just in music i think in life it's always yeah. the stuff where you don't really have to try it just happens that's those are the best uh experiences mm-hmm. do you ever have to like force yourself to try though like you know sometimes it comes down to like actual discipline yeah. or something. Like yes. if you want to stick to a habit, you have to like kind of force yourself mm. to stick to it. Have you ever been in the studio where you're like, man, today's not the day, but yeah. I'm just going to grind it out and see, see what happens. Yeah, I would say there's definitely moments like that. And um, when you're doing more of the grunt work, then you have to force yourself. Um, and sometimes like, I would say sometimes that to lead up to the days where you're in that flow state, you have to go through days where it's not happening. You have to force those days. Um, but you have to recognize when you step away on those shitty days um, that that's just part of the process mm-hmm. and that that good day is coming when you're going to be in the zone. So Yeah, but they all pay off, right? Like yeah. Some of it, like, I was looking through your streams, and you got millions of streams on, on Spotify. Like, <laughs> what, is, what is that feeling, right? Like, that's a, that's a milestone in itself, and that kind of validates your idea that, hey, mm-hmm. I can do this. Right? Yeah, you know, um, it's super cool, but in this way, it doesn't really 
phase me or excite me as much anymore. Because mm. um, I, I feel like I'm always focused on what it is that I'm trying to get next or what it is that I'm aiming for next. So once I've done that thing, I'm like, oh, that's awesome. You know, um, excited to tell people or whatever. But it, I, it, it doesn't like probably get me going the way you would think. Um, just because, yeah, I'm focused on whatever the next goal is, I would say. Did it at the beginning, though? At the beginning when the first song took off? like. Oh, yeah. I think, like, I think when I had, like, my first song got a 1,000 plays on SoundCloud, I think I was pumped. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But now when you get, like, millions of streams, it's, like, doesn't doesn't do anything? No. I mean, it's 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 really dope, for sure. But And obviously, if I go out another song today that hit a million, I'd be like, oh, amazing. But probably by the next day, I'd be like, oh, well. On to the next thing. So what are you next? chasing? What are you chasing now? Um, you know, it's, it's a funny thing. That's a, so I think there's, there's like some goals I have in terms of labels I want to hit and stuff. But I think the thing that I'm trying to focus on the most right now is being authentic, being myself and my music mm-hmm. and, um, and making my own path for that. Because, uh, you know, the thing I noticed about like a lot of the guys that, you, you know, are outside of just EDM or electronic music, like the guys were <clears throat> most notable. They didn't necessarily follow like a linear path. They like stuck with what it is that they're doing, with their sound, and just paved their way. And you have to be open to like whatever that, that however that's gonna work out. You can't, you know. I I had always come up with like, oh maybe like this is what's gonna happen. This is the thing that's gonna make me succeed. But it's n- never like that. It's always like some weird way you never expected. And you have to just trust that whatever you're doing, it's gonna work out in that way. So, I mean, EDM is is such a niche like music genre. Was there ever like a struggle where like you know maybe you didn't get that million streams right away and you were like, hey, man, I, maybe this is, I'm not cut out for this or anything. Yeah, all the time. I mean, <laughs> you still, yeah, like, so I was like, oh, maybe I'm not, maybe I'm not for this, but, like, that's just part of the bad days and stuff. Um, and you have to go back to, like, why it is that you're doing it. You know, like, I actually, like, like I, not, I don't only do I love making music, like, I have to, like I said, like, if I don't, if I go a week without making music, I start to get, I start to feel angsty. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I need to go back and make music. So, um so, you know, on those days where I'm like, maybe this isn't for me, I'm like, that doesn't even matter. I'm like, I have to do it. <laughs> um, you know, it, I'll always do it even if it's not, even if I don't succeed. If, like, if I, even if I'm not, you know, touring the world or something, you know, I'm yeah. still going to do it. Because so. you love doing it. Yeah, that's 100%. It. That's what you, you know, you have a passion for it. Yeah. Uh, and many of the guys who are up at the top, they have the same mindset, right? They're going to yeah. do it no matter what. Yeah. Who are some of the people that you look up to in terms of um, seeing yourself in or take inspiration from? Um, you know, in terms of musical inspiration right now, there's not a, it's not, uh, it's going to sound arrogant, but there's not a ton of people that necessarily I've, I've been drawing direct inspiration from. Mm-hmm. You know, like I have a lot of buddies, like a panda inspires me and stuff. Um, and there's like a random artist where I'm like, oh, this song's cool. This is inspiring, but not one specific artist at the moment. But there's artists where I look up to them in terms of, like, what it is they're doing as a whole. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I really admire how Skrillex just makes literally anything he wants. He'll jump into any world. He's made pop. He's made hard EDM. He's made, you know, everything. Like, mm-hmm. I really admire that. And that's what I want to do going forward. Um, I really want to just, like, I don't ever want to just make electronic music. I eventually would love if I could produce and write pop music for somebody. Or, you know, I've actually produced hip-hop tracks before for people. Um, I would love to do that as well, like anything in that world. I've done I've done a bit of Soka as well, like anything like that would be cool. Do you draw, like, a lot of artists, even musical artists, they they draw, they make music from their personal experiences, right? Yeah. And do you think that's, 
somewhat related to EDM or EDM is just more of a creative, like whatever kind of flows or flows? Uh, no, I think, I think you could actually, it could be both. I would say mm -hmm. definitely, definitely both. Um, there's definitely a lot of artists I can think of where like they, they've put their heart and soul and like a story into their music. And then, they, you know, there's some where it's just club bangers and stuff. Like it's a, it's a mix. It depends like, you know, it depends on the artist, depends on the style. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, I, I'd say I've done a bit of both as well. Like it, it, it's cool to do both. There's no, I would say neither are better than the other. It's just cool to do both. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Are you making things that you want your audience, your, your listeners to enjoy? Or are you doing what you enjoy? Um, or yeah, I mix, definitely mix keep, both. yeah, I definitely keep in mind like what I think they would enjoy, but ultimately you have to make sure you enjoy it the most. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, like there was a point when I was just trying to make what I thought people would like. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's probably like the most miserable I was in music, I would say. And like, I was just doing what was successful. Like I remember I, I had accident, like, you know, I'd made a, a random track that I signed to Armada, which is like Armin van Buren's label. Mm -hmm. Um, and then I was like, oh, this did really well. I'm like, I guess I'll keep making this style. And then I was like, along like a year or two into it, I was like, wait, why am I doing this? I'm like, I'm not even, I don't even fully enjoy it. Yeah. So now I'm just making what it is that I actually like. Um, and you have to really do that. Otherwise you're going to be, you know, there's guys where they're like, oh man, how did I get down this path? Like, I don't, I don't want to stick to this, you know? Mm -hmm. what's, the, what's the end goal? Like, when can you say that, like, okay, I've worked hard enough to know that I'm like, Mm. not change, chasing the next step? Like, is it a world tour or is it like... The finish line, I'd say, is always moving and it will continue to move. Like, there will always be, like, another goal and I think it would suck if I got to a point where I'm like, oh, I've done everything. And then, then what? You know, because yeah. then it's like, what, what do you wake up for the next day yeah. then, you know? Um, but, you know, I I, I, uh, I don't know what will happen in the future, but I know that there will always be, like, a next thing that I want to do, a next kind of goal to achieve. And, you know, I have a ton, a ton of goals. Um, and some some shooting for the absolute stars, obviously. Of course, why not? Um, but yeah, there will always be a sort of next goal. I, if you can say, <laughs> what are those goals? Nick, yeah. Nick, Nick didn't want to say his either. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so no, no, totally I, yeah, I could, I could say my No, I'd, I'd like to play like, there's a few key festivals. Like, I'd like to play like EDC. Um, I, there's a few key labels I'd like to sign to, like Spinning Records. Mm -hmm. um, I'd pro I would like to tour on like a regular basis to see what that would be like. I think, I think I probably won't be for it, but <laughs> I would like to see. It's where yeah. life's different. Not that I know it, but <laughs> yeah, it just no, seems really hectic. Oh, yeah. It's it's killer on some people. Like mm -hmm. It's really, really hard on some people. So I want to ask, what's like one moment in your career or a co like a certain period of time that you really thought, hey, I'm here and I'm, I'm going to do this? Or something that you just thought was like, I cannot believe I'm here right now. Yeah. Um, let me think. Something maybe in like... Maybe uh, maybe like uh, mid last year or something like um, I got asked to do two remixes for Bob Marley Ooh. for I was like it's going to be in like his documentary series and through Universal and I was like that's crazy because I was like I used to play like Bob Marley or whatever for like or sorry my dad used to play Bob Marley for me when I was a kid mm -hmm. like um, and then I played him like this um, I had a Jammin remix and then No Woman No Cry remix and I played them for him and he's dancing to them. <laughs> so I'm like, it's funny how that comes like full circle. Yeah. Um. So that was like a pretty surreal moment, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Are there any crazy stories? Like I know you just shared the bomb one, or sorry, yeah. Are there any crazy stories? Even like even when you were in the darkest times or mm -hmm. the highest of times, where this was the life. Like you're living every kid's dream. 
You know, they, they think they grow up to be like, oh, I want to be a rock star. I want to have that rock star life. What is that like? Man, you got the look for it. I'll give you that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't know. Like, to be honest, I don't, I don't, I don't feel like I'm actually there yet. Um, I, I still, there's still like a lot more that I feel I, I need to do and want to do. Mm. Um, but, you know, there's obviously moments where I'm like, oh, this is really, this is really dope. Like, it's really cool. You know, if, if somebody plays your song at a big festival um, you know, somebody massive is supporting it. It's like really cool, especially when, you know, I, I look back and think about how I would have reacted to it when I was younger, when I first started. Um, so yeah, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Does it, is it weird that to know that some, like now there's kids looking at you and being like the way that you looked at the other, um, inspirations before there's going to be people and there are probably are people that look up to you now. Yeah, actually it is kind of cool that actually actually happened recently. There's like this one, uh, one kid who's a local producer and he kind of reminded me a lot of when I was like first started. Um, so I try to be really friendly with him and like I told him I like, keep sending me music, give him feedback and stuff. Um, and it's, yeah, it's kind of cool to see that because I remember being in his place and wanting, wanting to, you know, wanting help, wanting somebody to, to bounce ideas off of, wanting support and stuff. So um, try to offer that back. I think like, Probably a few years ago, I was maybe a bit more arrogant in that sense and wasn't that person, but I, want, I definitely want to be that person to support um, people that were once in my place. Mm. The reason yeah. I ask is because we, we also come to some sort of realization, like, you know, if we were in grade nine and someone was like, hey, you want to hop on a podcast? Mm. Or we wanted to go on a podcast, we'd be <laughs> like, damn, this would be sick. Yeah, yeah. And so yeah. I, I was curious to see if it, it was the same, same as music, right? Yeah. Like offering that back to the community and it, it helps you as well, right? It feels yeah. good. It feels nice. Mm -hmm. um, as far as going <laughs> world tour and things like that, is what's your plan? Like, <laughs> I know that's a very direct question, but like, what is your plan? But yeah, um, I mean, I have like a stupid amount of music in my bank right now, especially from throughout COVID. Um, and right now, I'm just trying to line up releases, and I'm figuring out where exactly it is that I fit. I would say because mm -hmm. uh, a lot of the stuff I'm doing is um, not necessarily i wouldn't say there's anybody else doing it. i'm making a lot of like um i'm making like a more modern version of Eurodance, which is like something that i was listening to when i was a kid and and so there's not really a specific label that's going off of this so i have to kind of carve my own way yeah. and be prepared to kind of take a leap of faith with that so uh, right now i'm like my the thing i'm focusing on is just figuring out where it is that i fit um with all this stuff um you know reaching out to a lot of artists uh, different labels and you know, I'm getting I'm getting really good feedback from a lot of people that are like, oh, I love this nostalgia. And some um, there's like a few labels that have supported me, like a space yacht in LA. They're like a really dope, um, massive. Um, they throw a lot of events in the states in LA, um, and they like supported like three of my tunes. They they released as an EP, and so it's really cool to see that. So I'm just focusing on more of these like labels that are like trying to grow uh, upcoming talent and are open to new sounds. So. That's a, that's a little bit what I'm looking at for my next steps, I would say. Do you have, like, a set routine before you go on and stage and do your sets? Like, I know a lot of athletes, before they go on the field, they like, oh, I got to put the right shoe on first and <laughs> the right sock on. Yeah. Like, is there like, do you, like, meditate or something <laughs> or before going on or what's... Yeah, um, you know, I don't know if I actually have a ritual anymore. I mean, I think when I was, like, I think, like, four years ago, I would usually have, like, a beer or, like, a shot <laughs> or something. Yeah. It just gets you loose, but now yeah. I'm just, yeah. like... Uh, not now, not so much anymore. Um, now I just, I just try to focus on having like a clear mindset and just being like present with it and uh, 
yeah, not worrying too much, I guess. Yeah. I guess kind of along the line is like, do you have a plan to go in? Like, okay, this song goes on, next song. Or like, is it just like whatever you're feeling, whatever the crowd's feeling that day? Uh, yeah, so typically for like clubs and most rave gigs, like I just try to wing it, I would mm-hmm. say, mm-hmm. Um, and feel it out, see what I can play. Um, I'll sometimes have like a general bit of an idea, but not specific. Mm-hmm. Uh, today, I prepared like, there's a certain set of songs that I need to play. There's all, all my own music today. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was like, I, I wanted to make sure I can like um, have a proper showcase for that. So, yeah. Awesome. What about being on the stage, right? Mm-hmm. Seeing thousands of people just, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what is that feeling like? Yeah, you know. Um, Adrenaline going yeah. through the roof. Like, I, I don't know. What, what's it feeling like? Yeah, I mean, and there's been, there's been a few. There, I, I guess actually the... The last time that would have happened would have been when Panda brought me on for a set uh, together again, um, and he played one of my tunes that I'd released. That was really cool. Mm-hmm. I was like, it was just cool to see everyone like bouncing to it, yeah. um, and that was probably the biggest crowd I'd been in front. That's for yeah, for together again. Um, yeah, it feels awesome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> was, was there ever like, you know, when for example, like stand up comedy, you throw a joke out there and like no one reacts. Yeah. Have you ever had those moments where like, you play, <laughs> yeah. like oh, this is my best song on a yeah. play and no one's People dancing? It's definitely it. happened at club gigs before where you're like, you're like, this will either destroy the dance floor or everyone's just going to hate it. Like, <laughs> yeah. And how, <laughs> it's do you, like risky. how do you bounce back from those situations? You have to play a song that you know people are going to love for sure. Mm. There's like, I remember, um, I can't remember, it was either Ski or Tech G that had, that had taught me this, but it was like, there's like a formula where you play a song that you know everyone's going to love and then you play a song that you think people will like, and then you play, like, a song that um, is a little weirder, that's maybe something new to introduce people, and then you just keep going in that kind of rotation, and that usually works for cycling the dance floor and keeping people on, but um, also interest- interesting as well. Uh-huh. Yeah. So we're here at Summer of Sound, and you're, you're going on as uh, soon as the event opens, very soon. Yep. Um, in terms of, you know, there's a lot of moving parts, right? There, you're going on stage. What if are you planned for... The worst, or are you planning for what if something happens? <laughs> I, I've had so many dreams where, like, <laughs> I've had so many dreams where I'm like playing a show and then I just can't, I can't get the song to play, yeah. or like it goes on to emergency loop, which yeah. is really awkward, or like, you know, it's just like those dreams, you know, when you try, you know, when you're like trying to fight someone in a dream, you just yeah. can't. That's yeah. what I feel better like it's DJing though instead, <laughs> and I just can't. I can't select the song. I can't find the right music. I'm like, oh no, like where, where's the next track? <laughs> yeah. I don't know what to play. The song's about to end. Like I've had, I've definitely, those are like some nightmares for sure. Um, and that's, that's some, wait, what was the question again? <laughs> Is that going to happen today? <laughs> oh no, no, I hope not. <laughs> no, it's not going to happen. <laughs> yeah. No, uh, no, we're, we're prepared. Okay. Okay. Um, as far as mentally, like, are you, have you, you've done summer sound event before? Yeah. Um, I think, I think three times. Mm-hmm. I think so. So yeah. you're a veteran. You know what you're doing. You know what you're doing. Yeah. Yeah. I think this year's cool because I think the sets are a little bit longer mm-hmm. um, this time. Like, And there have been times in the past where like it was like five-minute sets. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to play <laughs> one song. <laughs> but, yeah, no, so, that, so it's cool. I'm, I'm, I'm excited for that, yeah. What other fan interactions? Like, has anyone ever, like, tried to run up on stage and, like, give you money? Uh, <laughs> never, never on stage. Um had people stroke my hair which is interesting yeah. i used to have like longer hair and somebody would come up to me not on stage but like i'd walk around and they come like pretty intense with their hand in my hair and like <laughs> well, I'm like 
you are way it? too high to be touching me right now. <laughs> <laughs> do you welcome that? Do you welcome that? Do you want people randomly touching you? Uh, I mean, no, but like, I'm not like pissed off about yeah. it. You know, yeah. I, I, I don't really get mad about that unless they were like really obnoxious about it. But no, people are usually pretty nice. So. You so. mentioned you mentioned Panda. Yeah. And, and he's going to have an episode as well. Yeah. So I don't know if it's going to be before or after, but um, yeah, yeah. Uh, what's your relationship like with him and um, developing, you know, that friendly competition and, you know, yeah. going from there? Yeah. Um, so actually, I guess the first time I met him was the first time I ever DJed. Um, would have been like 2014. I just graduated. Um, and yeah, I'd known him for several years, I guess, through like clubbing and stuff. And then eventually he kind of, he started getting more serious about producing. And then we kind of became a lot closer through that. Um, we'd bounce like songs to each other all the time like like what do you think of this like feedback and things um, and now like um, you know he inspired me a lot to take the jump away from the old style of music I was making because mm-hmm. uh, I was I loved like what he was doing and I also love that he was just doing something different and taking like a total leap of faith because like nobody was making speed outs at the time mm-hmm. and labels weren't necessarily open to it and so I was like I didn't like what I was making and so I was like I'm gonna start experimenting too I kind of I tweet I messed around with a bit of the sound he was doing, um, and then brought it back into my own way with making it more melodic. Um, and so I, I yeah he's like a really good friend. Um, I, I would say I like inspired by him a lot, um, and you know like um, like yeah he's a homie. Like we always you know grab food together all the time, play video games and stuff. Um, do, you, do you guys push each other to make better music? For sure, yeah definitely. Like um, we always send stuff to each other and like it's like. Like, how can you, you know, what can you do to make this better? Mm-hmm. Um, and we're, I think we're always pretty honest with each other about that. Um, and also, I, it's also really cool to have somebody like him, like, um, in the city and, like, close to me. Because, like, um, you know, I, I, don't, I don't compare myself, but it's good to have somebody where you're, like, they're doing something really cool and they're working really hard. And you can kind of, like, I guess in a sense compare, but, like, you can, you can, you know, you can use them as motivation um, and inspiration to want to do more. Um, and you know, that, I think that's been overall really good for me to have somebody like that. Um, cause it's like, he's also shown me that like, there's actually like more that you can do than you think. And there's, there's more possibilities, more things you can do with music, um, and stuff that I wouldn't have considered. So it's, it's been uh, like, you know, overall great to have him. Mm. Yeah. What's the future looking like, um, in terms of this summer of sound that you're about to play your set or even any future um, festivals you have coming up? Are you releasing music today, like brand new stuff? Uh, n- no, I actually released one last week. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay, yeah. Yeah, no, um, I have a, let's see, Penn and I got a collab dropping as part of his EP on a, on a really dope label, uh, Yellow Cl- uh, Actually, I don't think I can say that yet. <laughs> <laughs> we'll believe it, we'll believe it. <laughs> yeah. this, this might come out in two months, so you should be <laughs> Okay, well, uh, yeah, I'll just leave it for yeah, now. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if he wants me to say it or not. So that's coming. Um, I have a like a EP. Actually, I sang on both tracks. Come in on like Disco Fries's label. Um, there's those Bob Marley remixes. There's like I have a sh- just ton of stuff coming. Um, yeah, I I need to release my bank because a lot of it a lot of it's never coming out now because it's just been stacking too long. How, how much you how many songs you got in your bank? You'd say your vault. Uh, <laughs> probably like forty to fifty. Okay. Okay. Um, and I think a, lo- a lot of them just won't see the light of day. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of them won't. How do you choose? How yeah. do you choose which one comes out and which one doesn't? Um, you know, kind of bounce it off the labels. Um, also, you know, whatever I like, bounce it off friends. Um, and then also just whatever I think, um, you know, matches what I'm doing creatively right now. Because there's stuff where I'm like, this was me three years ago. I'm not putting it out, mm-hmm. you know. 
stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Any advice you can give to the listeners out there that want to start making music or DJ? Um, yeah, I would say um, make sure that you love what you're doing. Stick to what it is that you're doing. Don't worry too much about the noise. Um, and also um, try to do something new and different because I think if you get caught up doing what it is the next person's doing at some point, you will realize that you don't really have an identity. Um, and that sucks as an artist, I would say. And also, it puts kind of a shelf life on yourself. So, yeah, I'd think do that. Is there anything you want to leave the audience with? I know you give some great advice. You're going to go on stage shortly, and hopefully we can catch you right after as well yeah. uh, to see the before and after, yeah. <laughs> say a couple words. But anything you want to leave the audience with right now before they see your set? Mm. or um, um, Buy Unity underwear? Yeah. <laughs> nice. <Let's go>. nice. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah you I a know. shareholder? <laughs> you a shareholder? No, I, I, got, I got no shares. I got no shares. Good talk to him right now. Yeah, yeah, we'll yeah. bring him on. We'll bring him on. Yeah. Um, I guess listen to the next episode with Nick and I. Yeah. 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 It's coming. All right. I'm sure it'll be a, we- a weird one. So, <laughs> yeah. All right. If you haven't already, make sure to check out Paja. We'll tag everything in the description below. Uh, we're live every Tuesday morning at 11.30 a.m. on the UMFM radio station. Oh, can I do one plug? Yeah, yes. go, ahead, go ahead. Yeah, all right. So, uh, so I'll be DJing uh, Wednesdays at The Village starting this summer. Woo. You want to come out? And then Fridays at Obsidian Lounge. So you make sure to come for that. Izzy, man. Check it out. Check it out, ladies and gentlemen. Everything will be in the description below. Peace. Thank you. Awesome. Thanks.